You've now locked into Living Blessed, the podcast, where we're talking the highs, the lows, the darkest moments that we've all hidden from the world, and everything in between. This is the moment of truth. This is why we're living blessed. And now, your host, Jovan J. Palmer. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Living Blessed, the podcast. I'm your host, Jovan J. Palmer. And as always, we have transparent people coming on this on the podcast sharing their most vulnerable moments and i have for the second time around again um it's the second time the last time that y'all should hear that is being the second time for somebody um but i have no other than i want to call her handsome sage i don't know why (laughs) (laughs) madam tanika deshaun how are you I'm awesome and amazing. How are you? I am awesome and amazing as well. I love it. I love it. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Good again. to have you. Yeah, it's good to good be to here. Have you as a friend? Yay, BFF. Gang, gang. You know it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How you feel? How's life? Life is good. Life is good. What's so good about it? Man, because I'm living it. Like in this day and age, there's so much going on. I'm just excited to wake up in the morning. <laughs> it's a good start. Absolutely, so yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm happy. I, I think this is probably like the first time in a long time I can really say that. I'm, really? I'm happy. Yeah, life is good. Not perfect. No, 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 no. I mean, Lord knows, it, it'll never be perfect, but if but life is good. good, that's a good thing. It is. it is. Why is it the first time in a long time? Oh boy, here we go with the questions. We just, we're not going to. Just gonna go into it, huh? All Let right. Let me well introduce yourself first. Hey y'all, hey, thank you. I am Tanika Deshaun, your favorite healer's favorite healer, <laughs> owner of Hands of Sage. Get into it. Get into it. Wait, which way? Oh, get into it. Okay. Um, I am the owner of a tea uh, wellness, holistic health, anything that deals with health and healing your body naturally, that is what life is about. Okay, there we go. So back to the question. Handsofsage.com. You want the tea? I got the tea. Herbs, good stuff. Actually, no, get some tea. Hands of Sage on IG. Shout out, gang, gang. Text or email, no, text you, like, yo, can you bring me some mullin? And I had it too. Yeah, because um, I got this little, it's getting better. I got this little mucus situation going on. You've been doing that for a minute. I know. Because you're not consistent. Consistency is key. Wait, well, actually, this is my show. Oh. He's not consistent. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So I'm. Putting tea back into my daily regime or regimen, however y'all want to say regime it. Regime I like regime. I know. It just sounds mm. super fancy. And I'm, pre- I'm going to France regime. next year. So I got to prepare for like, you know, start. Mm. The I can book that trip. For Bulu, you you're a travel agent? Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm a travel business owner actually as well. Yes, I do travel as well. Yeah. We'll get into that. Yeah. Will we? Okay. So yeah, you're the favorite. You're our favorite healer's favorite healer. Yes. So. I'm going to save my first question for a little later. But go. let's talk about this healing space, being that this podcast is centered around healing and all that good stuff. Why are you my favorite healer's favorite healer? I don't think I have a favorite healer, though. Well, I guess I you're mean, my favorite healer. That was, so and like, then you I'm your still own? your favorite healer, so it still works. You see? But you the really? goal is to be your favorite healer's favorite healer. And if I am your favorite healer, I'm my favorite healer. Therefore, I'm still your favorite healer's favorite healer. This is where a sound effect is entered. Crickets. Okay. <laughs> Not the crickets. Showers, put the crickets in that part, okay? Please, thank you. It's <laughs> always so the one that's closest to what you. What made you want to get into the healing space? Because in the healing space, it takes a lot of courage, mm-hmm. discipline, 
love, mm -hmm. self-love, mm -hmm. and it takes a lot from you mm -hmm. as a healer. It takes a lot of prayer. A lot of prayer, mm -hmm. a lot of discernment, mm -hmm. a lot of <clears throat> better judgment for yourself and others. Yes, indeed. What makes you want to say, you know what, I want to be your favorite healer's healer? Like, you know, why do you want to be a healer? Well, in all honesty, I think it really started when I was younger. Mm -hmm. um, I always wanted to be like in the healthcare field. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I always knew I wanted to help people and I wanted to make a difference on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm. So um, when I got older and actually got into like doing nursing school and things like that, I actually, I got into nursing school and then I stopped. So I took like a class and I was like, eh, this isn't for me. Um, and then I did EMT and I did EMT for a while. And that was a lot of, um, it was more political and territorial than it was about helping people mm -hmm. um and so i played a lot of things like in my mind as far as well how can i really make a difference in the community and in the process i had my first child at that time and um i had been battling with the doctors with him as far as whether it was asthma allergies you know we're going back and forth they're running tests and so there was one particular day that I had went into Walgreens, and this is like my third time going into Walgreens that week. I'm exhausted. My son's been up. He's been out of school. I'm confused. Like, I don't know what to do. So I started doing research on just natural ways to heal respiratory issues. And so with that, I started kind of changing his diet, taking dairy out, incorporating ginger, um, taking out the steroids that they were putting in him, just switching things around and so I found that that was a better I was getting better results basically by doing natural things mm -hmm. than I was from the doctor so um seeming that I already owed Sally Mae at that point I was like hey why don't I go are. to school for it you know let's just keep it pushing mm -hmm. um so from there I actually went into um, alternative and complementary health care as my major and psychology as my minor mm. and then after that I just kind of kept running with it um, when I started learning more about the herbs, cause I am a master herbalist. So I started learning about herbs, but I always had a love for tea. I drank tea as a child. Um, me and my BFF, herbs we're talking. they're all legal. Cause I don't look good in orange. I look good in green though. <laughs> and blue, <laughs> but not orange. All my herbs are legal. Thank you very okay. much. Continue. All right. Um, so I always loved tea. Me and my best friend. Used to drink tea, watch cartoons. We never drink tea together. Oh, my other best friend. Oh, you're cheating on me. Don't tell, don't tell him though. It's another best friend. Hey, girl. Hey, boo. She knows who she is. Hey, boo. Um, so we would do like peppermint and like red zinger. Oh, the chocolate peppermint one you have. The chocolate. You love the chocolate mint. I love that. That is like your favorite. It's yeah. only seasonal. You try I to know. get it in like the summertime. I'm gonna have to I forgot. Like, no, a I'm, like so special I've, stash. I'm like no. I've, what do, you, what do you call it? Uh, when you like make it spread things, like thin. ration it you know, out. I ration it out, so I still have some left. Cause I knew I buy a lot when I buy some. Yes. So like in my, I think all of my teas are pretty much hands with sage outside of stuff like my mom may have bought that and works. stuff like that. But we'll, we'll work on mom next. So it's okay. Yeah, but for, like with my, cause I like the loose leaf tea. I like because tea is like super calming and relaxing for me, mm -hmm. and it helps me, di you know, my digestive system and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. it's actually a ritual for a lot of people too. Really, just the process of. Um, because you think about it, even with the loose herbs, you have to, it's not like a bag and you're just taking the bag, dipping it in hot water and keep it moving. Mm -hmm. The loose herbs, you got to scoop, you got to put it in your tea ball, you got to drop it in your tea ball or your infuser. You got to sit, you got to let it wait. 
Like, you're really intentional about that time for yourself. Like, I really want this tea. Like, I really deserve this moment. I deserve this tea. I deserve what's in this cup. So it really can become a full meditation moment, a good way to start your day, a good way to end your day. Even a good way, you're feeling anxious, worried about something, make a cup of tea because you're then putting your focus in that cup versus everything that's going on around you. That makes sense because this morning <clears throat> I was making my breakfast. I, I'm, I think every Monday I'm going to start fasting. Mm-hmm. For personal and spiritual reasons. Stay away from you on Mondays, got it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Until I get this mental thing down packed. Mm-hmm. And um, cause right now I'm, fo- I'm like really focusing on healing my mental space. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten together like, you know, the past traumas and stuff like that, that I've gone through and I've gotten through that space. And I'm like, dang, like, you feel like you got through one part of, you know, of your healing journey, you've gotten, you've gotten through it. Right. And then another thing just pops up. Can I tell you a secret? Yes. Healing is ongoing. You will never be 100% healed because there's always something to heal from. It is a constant journey. Absolutely. And I was pissed the hell off. Nobody tells you that, though. Nobody tells you that healing is a constant. They just make it look all cute and, mm-hmm. ooh, let's heal and let's kumbaya. Nobody tells you that. Mm-hmm. Okay, once you pass this hurdle, hey, peekaboo, there's something Hello, else there's for something you. Else. Yeah, and I was a little pissed. <laughs> Like I was like, the last like two weeks, I just been pissed the hell off because I'm like, y'all been doing good. I'm in the gym, body looking good. You hey, know, get it's me? all sore and stuff, but you looking good. And then this thing, this mental issue pops up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. And so I'm making breakfast for myself this morning. And um, I didn't, like I said, I want some tea. I'm going to have some tea with my breakfast instead of water. I'm going to have some hot cup of tea because I made some white egg whites. Some vegan sausage, and I had some Brussels, this Brussels sprout scramble thing I made. Ooh. It was banging, and a bowl of fruit. Ooh. And okay. um, I, I want some tea, but I didn't have time for the tea because mm-hmm. it's loose leaf tea. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, not as you said that, dang, like you didn't make the time that you needed to make for yourself mm-hmm. because of that. Mm-hmm. And now I'm realizing that how important time really is when it comes to healing. Yep, and to mental health. Mm-hmm especially to mental health because we spin on our heads. I'm a testament because I definitely had that type of morning where you spin on your head and you're doing so many things and you're pulled in so many ways. You have time. It feels like to do all of that. Right. By default, we end up putting ourselves on the back burner mm-hmm. because we're always thinking about what our next step actually Absolutely. is. Yeah. So that's where it was like, I'm always thinking ahead of so many times where I mm-hmm. just, sometimes I lose myself in the moment. Mm hmm. So what advice would you give to somebody who's on their healing journey since you're the expert healer? Oh boy, that expert word. All right, here we are. You're the expert healer. What, what advice would you give to someone to say, you know, take your time in the moment? Slowing down is a flex. That's a bar. Because no, they, they always tell you keep going, push it, do this, do this. Slowing down is the actual flex because you're making that time for yourself. Mm-hmm. You're taking that time to breathe. You're taking that time to regroup. And what you don't realize is by taking that five, that 10 minutes of just space for yourself, it actually gives you a chance to propel and keep it pushing for the I rest of the day. That was a major <laughs> bar. Just make sure you tag hands the stage for that one. You ain't getting that one. It's all me. Y'all heard that, right? <laughs> Y'all heard it come out of my Slowly. mouth. Slowing down is a flex. Cool. 
flex. I'm about to put it on mine, and then I'm gonna say, no matter what he says, I said it first. Slowing down. Y'all see on the gram probably tomorrow. Just know I said it. Gonna see it today because I said it first. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, slowing down is a flex. That's dope. That's a, yes. that's a serious bar because I think in today's society, and especially in this entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship space, especially in Atlanta. Oh, yes. You got you to gotta feel like you got to be on go. Mm-hmm. You got to be on this whole success, love, speed type of situation. Like you got to be on it all the time. Mm-hmm. But from a mental health standpoint, from somebody like myself, I work better when I pace myself. Absolutely. When I'm rushing, I'm breaking stuff. I'm sweating. Mm-hmm. My nerves are bad. Yep. I can't, I'm not, I'm all discombobulated. Yep. You don't even know what you've accomplished. You can't even pat yourself on the back at the end of the day because you don't even know what you finished. You're just yeah, glad to be done. For sure. Yeah. And then when you're done, you don't even know if you're done. That part. You don't remember it. Yeah. I know there's definitely been days where I've gone over the day and been like, did I lock the door? Did I turn the stove off? Where are all my children? Are they accounted for? <laughs> One, two, three. Okay, they're where they're supposed to be. Got it. Yeah. So eat. you can't. That part. Which for me usually is a no. If I have to stop and say, did I? Usually, yeah, no, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely guilty of that one. My Absolutely. children are on me about that. Because I'll cook. I'll throw down. And then go on to the next task. And my children be like, hey, uh, so didn't see you sit down with us. Uh, did you maybe eat while standing up? What's, <laughs> I, don't, I don't see any. There's no plate. What's going on? Like, they'll literally hold me accountable to make sure that I sit down and eat. Mm. And it's so funny because, you know, in, in our days, yeah. to check our parents, in a sense, our parents were like, what? I don't have to eat. Don't tell me what to do. Stay in the child's place. That part. But I allow my children that freedom to be able to understand that it's a community and we take care of each other. Mm, I love that. So for them to tell me, hey, didn't your mouth, there's nothing on your mouth right here. What's up? This is good. Or my son, he'll come in. This, <laughs> you're missing out. <laughs> you need to tap into this. You know, so just to have that reminder to sit down. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I should probably eat today. Mm-hmm. Is It's necessary. But if I was slowing down throughout the day and pacing myself throughout the day, mm-hmm. I would be better at remembering to do things like eating. For sure. Yes. So I want to change gears a little bit. Oh, boy. Here we go with the gears. I like this car. I was, the stick shift is just... All right, go ahead. Well, if you're driving a stick, you got to change gears. I knew. I, when I said it, one I gear. thought about it. but So you set yourself up to go into gear two. So for gear two. um <laughs> Gear two, before healing, what were you? Or before a the healer? Hot. Who were you? Mess. Mm. Hot. No, no, no. I was not a hot mess. Before the healer. H-O-T mess or H-A-W-T? H-A-W-T. T, T. I wouldn't say I was a hot mess because I believe that I have a praying grandmother and great grandmother that kept me. Um, But before the healer, I definitely was the one that had to go through the healing. Mm. And even though, you know, as we stated earlier, um, the healing process is never done. um, Dropping some more bars. The levels... (laughs) The levels of healing um, have were, were way less. I was like on level negative two before I actually decided that this is what I, I want to do with life. Um, healing is intentional. I will say that also. It's intentional. Another one. You can sit and you can say, oh, 
um, I'm not good enough. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, my business isn't working. Oh, I have no friends. Um, or you can be intentional and, and watch your words and mind your business and tend to your business and, you know, get the things that you need to get done. So healing is intentional. Um, to swing back around. A mess. That's what we'll go with. That'll be my final answer. Hot mess. It won't be your final answer because I'm going to ask another question. Why was it? Enough. Why was it such a mess? Um, you know, <laughs> here we go. I believe that the people, the adults that we are today, are based off of the children that we were. The adults that we are today are based on the children, the children that, that we, we were. were. Elaborate. So I think if we were taught, of course, we were taught to, like we were talking about earlier, mm -hmm. to stay in a child's place. So there are times where I might not say anything because I was taught to stay in a child's place. Or I might not speak up for myself now as an adult because as a child, I was taught to stay in a child's place. So I've been, I don't want to say trained, but for lack of better words, I'll say trained to be a certain way. Mm -hmm. Or to think a certain way so that now as an adult, I'm trying to figure out my way. Mm. So there were things that like I've always been super energetic, super creative, super colorful. Um, and over time, I think a lot of that got kind of put in a box because I was always told I was doing too much or mm. I'm too loud or you can't do this or you shouldn't do this. or um, And I got to a point where that box like there's a saying that says nobody puts baby in the box baby doesn't want to be in the box and so I got to a point where I didn't want to be in the box anymore and mm -hmm. so I now am at a point where I command space and so anywhere I want to be anything that I feel like I want to do any hair color that I feel like I want to put upon my head I shall do and what I found though is that it attracts the right people around me because if there is ever a day that my hair is all one color, people are going, hey, you, you doing all right? You, what's, what's that? What's, is that just one color? Is, <laughs> what's happening? Are you depressed? I have those type of people around me. Mm -hmm. um, so that would be the difference between, I guess, then and now where I'm more comfortable in my space and who I am. Yeah. I can own it and I'm okay with it. I love it. I think I answered your question. I think. I think. Yeah, we'll see. I feel like you did. Okay, woo, all right. I feel like you did. So <clears throat> that bar that you dropped. Which one? Because I'm just saying. I yeah, I, I'm tweeting everything, y'all. So follow me on Twitter, <sighs> Jovan Palmer. Don't follow the one that says Jovan J. Palmer because that one got hacked. But you said the adults that we are today are based on the children that we were. Yeah, that's what I said. I did say that. That's a heavy bar because. That was the hands of Sage. Hands of Sage said that. I tweeted it first. So Just, I'm on Twitter. Hands of age. Yep, I'll tag you next time. Uh, <laughs> Your own people. But why did you say that? Because it's the truth. Um, because it's the truth. It's 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 why it's why my okay. It's why my goal is to break generational curses. Mm. It's the cause of generational curses. If you really think about it, um, we do what we were taught. We teach our children what we were taught. Unless we get to a point where we decide that what we were taught, 
maybe wasn't, hmm, I don't want to say it wasn't the best because I feel like our parents did what they knew to do. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I now know better. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, I want to do better for my children. And then therefore, that is where I am breaking those generational curses so that we can stop. So that my children can say, hey, you need to sit down and eat. Or, hey, it's about time for you to go to bed, ma'am. Like, what's up? You've been ripping and running for three or four days. But they have that space yeah. to be able to do that. Um, yeah, that's why. So breaking the generational curses. Dun, dun, dun. What does that come with? <laughs> A lot of tears because it's hard. Oh, my gosh. No, it You're really is, though. I am. I'm passionate. But it is. It's hard. It's hard um, because you're conditioned to do certain things in certain ways. But you know that that did not serve you the way that it should. Mm -hmm. So then you're trying to like fight your own traumas and healing while not putting that on your children. But then there's, you know, the grandparents that raised you that feel like your children should be doing it the way that they told you but you know the trauma and you want to be respectful. And I don't want to be like, Hey, but you all traumatized me. So I can't do it this way. Mm-hmm. Cause that's not going to be received, you know? So it's a constant kind of um, like triangle between like the parents society, what they think and how they think you should be raising the children, what you know that you didn't have as a child or mm-hmm. what you wish your parents would have said or what you wish your parents would have done as a child. And then you're taking those things and trying to put them into your children. So it's literally like an ongoing battle. And if I say so, it's very, very much tiring, very rewarding, mm-hmm. but it's very, very much tiring. Um, because I get looked at funny a lot of times. Um, my parents and I don't always you know, agree on certain things. There have been times where I've had to cut off communications for a little while because what we're not going to do. Yeah. What we're not going to do is that with my children. I'm not, when I say mama bear, like it's mama bear where we're not doing that. No, we're not going to say those words to my child. No, you're not. And if you can't respect that, then unfortunately, yeah, you're going to have to cut off that conversation. How hard was it to do that? The first time broke my heart broke my heart but I remember me as a child I remember I rem- not even me as a child I would say me as an adult having those voices in my head and realizing that as an adult there are certain voices that don't even belong to me mm. they're voices that I've heard or things that I've heard people say to me as a child that I hold on to or that I held on to as an adult that kept me from doing certain things because I didn't think I could do it or I didn't think I should do it. Yeah. So when I think about that, to me, it is more important that my children get the voices that they need Mm -hmm. than upsetting an adult. Because at the end of the day, my parents are my parents. Sure. They're going to love me. I'm going to love them. It's going to be all right. They got their ways. They stuck in their ways. That's fine. I'm responsible for these. Right, right. 
Them, these, these right here, these mine. This is my babies. I'm responsible. Mm-hmm. So I have to be held accountable at the end of the day that I did everything that I was supposed to do to protect, to love, to build yeah. them. So them let's, would also be okay. Let's talk about the relationship with your parents. No, oh, boy. <laughs> Mama, daddy, I love y'all. Okay, just, just know I love y'all. Okay, here we go. Because this is take two. So I love y'all. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I love y'all. Okay. Let's talk about your own relationship with your parents. Oh, um, my parents. Has it been a positive relationship growing up, or has it been one that's been a little rocky? How is it? Because, like you say, you're trying to break these generational curses, and, of course, the curses come from the people that birthed you. But it also comes from the people that birthed them as well. So it's like, you know, it's like an ongoing thing from that dates back that I think a lot of people just haven't had the opportunity to catch and say it stops with me because our generation, our parents, they had us a little bit early. Mm -hmm. You know, I know my parents, they had us in their late teens. I don't know if it could be the same for you or not, or somewhere with late teens, maybe early 20s, where you're still in Mine were early 20s. Yeah, in a sense, you're still a child. Still still learning. Yeah, still learning Definitely still learning. So let's talk about the relationship that you've had with your parents uh, growing up. I love my parents, and they're great, great parents. Amazing childhood. Okay, no, but really, now that they're gone. Um, so, whoo, first of all, let me tell you, no, I'm just lying. No, I didn't, I didn't have a bad childhood. I didn't. I didn't have a bad childhood. Um, I had an interesting childhood, though. Um, my father was military. Mm. is military um and so we moved around a lot um i was with my mom a lot um my parents are no longer together and have not been together since i was 12 i think i was somewhere between 10 and 12 i don't know it gets blurry now um but they weren't together they separated um growing up my father ironically um, was my best friend. Super daddy's girl, like, whatever daddy says is the move, like, that's it. My, you cool, but super daddy's, you know, just me and dad over here. So when my parents split up, um, there became more ta- turmoil, turmoil uh, with my mother because I felt like she made my best friend leave. Mm. You know, being a child, not knowing anything that was going on, um, that was what I thought it was. And so growing up with my mother, there was always like that. We constantly bumped heads, constantly bumped heads. And then there was my father who, in my mind, was just doing the best he could. You know, he'd come along. He got to be the fun parent, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, field trips, field trips. He's coming on the field trips. If I needed money, he's sending money, you know, whatever the case may be. That's what I saw. I didn't see the behind the scenes and, you know, all the other things that may or may not have been going on, but that was what it, um, that is what it became Mm -hmm. until I got older. And it's really interesting because through therapy, (laughs) go figure, black girl therapy. Shout out therapy. (laughs) One time. (laughs) But through therapy, um, it wasn't until my thirties that I realized that I had daddy issues Mm. and my daddy issues, um, became some of the root issues in my relationships so one in particular was because I was a daddy's girl I always wanted to please him I always wanted to make sure that I was doing whatever it was to please him 
So if he wanted me to go somewhere, if he wanted me to do something, um, you know, schooling, whatever the case may be, if he said that's what I should do, I should do it. When I wanted to go to military, he said no, then no, not doing military. Um, And I was like that in relationships. Well, if he loves me, then, you know, I'll do this. I'll go here. He wants me to move here. We're going to go live in this neighborhood. That doesn't seem the safest to me. But, hey, okay, Bay wants to move to the hood. Okay, here we go. Lock your doors. So, um, so yeah, so through, through counseling and, and therapeutic moments, mm. um, I realized that it became a cycle mm. of just trying to please others yeah. without considering what actually made me happy. And um, that was rough. That was a really hard time because it was like all these years I thought, you know, you, you see the memes and you see the posts and you're like, oh, my dad's been in my life. Oh, that's good. I don't know about that. My dad's always been around. Yeah. Oh, man, I got my dad. I know who my daddy is and everything. <laughs> he got my whole face. Yes. And then to get slapped with that and that realization. And um, I'll never forget, she had me write a, my therapist, she had me write a, um, a letter to my younger self. And I ended up writing two separate letters to two different ages were, you know, I felt like I needed to kind of address. And within those letters, there was so much of me finding myself in those letters. And right around that time, um, I had a situation with my father and it was like an eye opener. And when everything kind of, we'll call it hit the fan, if you will, I was like, oh, okay, sir. I'm going to need a break from you. Mm. And I went from talking to my father every two days to, I think, I think we went about two months before we spoke. And it was, it was upsetting. Um, But if I can be transparent, it was freeing because I didn't have to live up to what I thought his expectations were. I didn't have to hear what I thought was like his judgment of me and of what I was doing and of my parenting or I could really just kind of process what was what. And so after my break, if you will, and um, we had a talk and we had a conversation and we came to an understanding and Granted, my father is stuck in his ways. My father is going to be his father. Yeah. But I am now able to better filter out what's what. And I now have those boundaries where if we're on the phone and the conversation goes to the left for me, I can respectfully be like, all right, well, whoo, would you look at the time? I love you. I'll talk to you later. And I'm like that. And, and what happened, though, was it it kind of shifted all relationships. So male friends, female friends, just people. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. You're not serving me in a positive light. Oh, you have to go. I know. I know. We've we've been friends for a really long time. That's sweet. That's sweet. But you've also been toxic for a lot of years. You got to go. And I started reevaluating who was in my life pouring into me and who was in my life taking away from me. 
And if you were taking away from me, you had to go. Shout out to any of those that may have not heard from me because that might be why you haven't heard from me because you're draining me. Sorry if you happen to see this. My bad. Didn't want you to find out this way, but <laughs> we're here now. Okay. So, yeah, um, <laughs> we just kind of cleaned up everything. But that built up to where I am today where I'm literally the happiest that I've been because I can move in a way that suits me, that makes me feel good, that provides good positive energy for my children and I can grow in it. You know, sometimes it's just like when you have a plant and you have to repot the plant. Well, in order for the roots and everything you need to grow, you have to take the plant out of its pot because the pot is too small. You have to take all that old dirt off, shake it off. You got to shake it off the roots, get fresh dirt, fresh fertilizer, a bigger pot and repot that plant. And when you do that, it grows, it expands, it thrives. We're just like that plant. So as long as you're in mud or dirt or a small container, you're not able to grow. So now I'm chilling in my good pot with my good dirt, and my good fertilizer, and I'm growing. Now I got some leaves and stuff that need to be trimmed and, you know, still some things. I could use a little bit more sunlight on this end. But it's a, it's a process. And... um. I'm enjoying the process. And, and like you said, though, there are times and there are days and there are moments where you're like, yo, I really thought I was over this. What is this? Oh, the devil is a lie and Satan is busy. I will not. But it's important that I have to have those arguments with myself. But it is important that going back to our original, that you slow down. That whatever those things are that are needed for you you need to re-add to your pot. Sometimes it's new soil. Sometimes you just need a little extra plant food. But whatever the case may be, I don't know how I got on plants, but here we are. Ah, that's a great um, analogy. But that's what you need. You, you need to tend to your plant. And the plant being you, your heart, your soul, your spirit. Because you can't... Okay, so we'll go tea now. You can't pour from an empty cup. So we as entrepreneurs, see we as you people... There. You see what I did there? We as people, we're, we're constantly serving. Mm -hmm. We're constantly serving people, our community, our, our crowd, whoever supports us, we're constantly serving them. But we should be serving them from, so like a teacup. You have the teacup and you have the saucer, okay? So the teacup is us and our teacup should be full. We should be serving from our saucer, from the overflow. So if I ever get to a point where, where there's nothing in my saucer. So that's the point of the saucer. That's the point of the sauce. I never knew. I thought it was like a little aesthetic thing. Like. Well, it's cute too. It is cute. But it's to catch anything like when you're walking or yeah. whatever. It's to catch it. Huh. That's your overflow. That's what you should be giving to people. Not from what's in the cup. Not from what's in your cup. What's oh, in your cup bar. is for you. That's mine. That's tea related. I didn't that tweet is that one. Mine. I can't even figure out how to write that one again. It doesn't fit. I'm gonna come back and put that on my Instagram. I love that's no, that's a dope analogy because I think a lot of times we give I know for me, I give a lot of from what's in my cup mm -hmm. instead of giving from the overflow. Mm -hmm. And now it makes a lot more sense as to why people are depleted so much because they're giving from the cup instead of the overflow. Mm -hmm. And I think people don't take the time to slow down. Because they feel guilty. Mm. You feel guilty. Have you ever stopped and like done something for yourself, knowing you were supposed to do something for someone else or be somewhere else? I just went to get a massage last week. 
How'd you feel? I felt amazing. I turned my phone off, put on airplane mode. There you go. For but, two hours. But here's the plot. How many massages have you had in life? My first one. There you go. I knew it. That thing hurt. There you go. She was like elbow in that joint. And I was like, <laughs> ooh, it hurt, but it feel good. <laughs> right. And I was like, I'm making this a line item in my budget for once a month yes. to get a massage. I go every two weeks. Oh. My massage therapist is on is is every two weeks. I get paid, she get paid. Let's why, go. Why every two weeks versus a month? Because life, because I'm a giver, because I'm a healer, mm. because um, on a day-to-day basis, I'm hearing something, I'm being pulled, I'm doing something, and that is my way of motivating myself, one, to get through the two weeks, <laughs> um, and two, it, it is a way that I find helps me refill. Because I'm in heels, because I'm ripping and running, I'm in the car, I'm, I'm driving, I'm running around with children, I'm lifting things. Um, it's just, it's my way to refill. And if I don't make it automatic, I won't do it. Let me call my masseuse. And Shout out to Miss Brenda Hager. I'm going Brown to Angel massage, go get it down. me another massage in two weeks. Then. Make it happen. Actually, nothing will be two weeks. It'll be next week. Make it happen. Okay. All right. Yes. She was really good. She was really nice. And when I walked in, she said, you want some water or you want some hot tea? Mm. I said, let me have some hot tea. Yes. And it was like, you know, it wasn't like the... Limpton bag stuff. Okay. It was the one, it was loose leaf tea inside of like little triangles. little thing. triangles? Yeah. Okay, because that gives it enough room to spread and to give the full benefits of the tea. So I'm okay but with maybe those. It wasn't, no, it wasn't a line. But it was still a good cup of tea. We'll take it. If it was a good cup of tea, I mean, it wasn't hands of sage. We'll work on that. I mean, but, you can know, yeah. you should get in these massage parlors and start saying, hey. That's an idea. I, that's what I do. I give ideas. I'm really good at this thing. I'm like a clarity Ooh. coach. Our friend, she was like, yo, your, your new title is Clarity Coach. I like that, too. Clarity Coach. Yeah. Mm. Yes, yeah, like, what you could do is, like, mm. hit up all these masseuses. Mm-hmm. But no, masseuses or massage therapists, because I got corrected when I said my masseuse. She said, no, I'm a massage therapist. Yeah, because to my understanding, the masseuses do, them be the ones on Instagram throwing the girl leg up in the air and turn it to the side and back, flip it, rub it down. I don't know. I'm trying to become that. No, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, on massage. the next episode. Right. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> my massage therapist but go. what you can do is reach out to all the massage therapists and say hey I'm in this healing space and I would love to connect with other healers and you can offer them samples of your tea like little small little sample packs and say mm-hmm. hey here's a few samples of what I offer and I would love to connect with you and connect with their audience and then boom mm. yeah, go and write that down tweet that tag me Joe Biden, the clarity coach. He's going to be trying to come for his 10%, but that's fine. He earned it. I don't take a lot. Okay. Well, you know, we give Jesus 10, so you can get seven. Yeah, you know. Bing bong. But yeah, but it's like, I think healers should connect with other healers. No, I agree. And we should all collaborate and make sure our efforts are, you know, being spread out instead of spreading ourselves so thin. Yep. We can spread the wealth around each other. And also, um... I think that getting around other healers, mm-hmm. we then can help kind of service each other. Absolutely. And kind of build a safe space for each other because Ooh. no one understands us like us. You just gave me an idea. Run it. You can't say it out here, but you just gave me an idea. Because, but you should, and we should, because I've been in those spaces before, and it's unfortunate because they didn't work 
the way that they were supposed to work right. because there was the power issue. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be a power issue. Not at all, because my thing is everyone's good at what they're good at. Exactly. Even if somebody who makes tea. Right, I can still learn. Absolutely. I have a, a good IG friend, and we bounce ideas off of each other, not because we're in competition, mm-hmm. but hey, sis, you've been doing this for a little longer, or hey, sis, you have access to this. What do you think about this? And I think we, especially as black people, I'm going to say it, we got to get that crab bucket situation out of our mentality because just because, like you said, just because I do tea and sis does tea, sis is not my competition. It's enough money for everybody. Sis don't know who I know. And if the goal is to heal, she's able to reach people that I can't reach. Mm -hmm. The goal is to heal people. The money will come. Absolutely. People miss that part. The money will come. If you're doing what you love and you're in your purpose and you're doing what you're supposed to do, the money will come. Abundance will come. Absolutely. But you have to get out of the mentality of, ooh, ooh, mm-mm, can't tell you that. Mm-mm, mm-mm, nope, can't tell you that. No, 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 no. Mm-mm, figure it out on your own. But then there are people that aren't being served because you can't get to them. I can't get to everybody. Somebody might not like the fact that my hair might be pink, purple, blonde, blue. That's not my audience. But that might be her audience. But now I've kept information that might be beneficial to her because I feel like she's going to take from me. No, we're going to collaborate and we're going to get all the bag. So I'm a little afraid to ask this next question because oh. you took us to a, such a great space. Oh, boy. And then it goes. Yeah. I mean, well, that's what healing's about, right? You go up and it's a like roller coaster. No. Go up, you go down, you go up, you go down. You feel good, then you feel bad. So. Kids. I have them. <laughs> <laughs> Had to break that up a little bit. Single mom? Single mom-ish? Not a single mom. What are you? I don't know you got some different fancy title for it. I just know you do. And I'm waiting for it. Because in real life, um, I'm not a single mother. Um, my children do have a father. Of course they do. Um, yeah. Is that that? Yep. Okay. I don't know I what else to that. say about that. All right. I also don't know when this will air, so I don't know. Yeah, three weeks. Well, you got one drop today. I have two more people ahead of you. you make some phone calls. Yeah, I don't. Time. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just edit this part out. We'll skip over this part. Okay, Sheriff. Um, edit because this part out. Because no. No. Here's really? why. Okay, great. Thanks. For the for the record. Believe in the shares. For the record. Um, just in case anyone does hear this. Um. There are parts of my story that are not ready to be told. Absolutely. And out of respect for for the situation that I am in, in, that I am in currently. Situation. um, I will be mindful of that. That would be why. Stay tuned for part two. That part. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we'll leave it at. Okay. There we go. So how is it raising? Three amazing kids. Because I've met all your kids. 
And they are amazing in their own respectful They're way. They're pretty dope. Um, it's interesting because all three of them have very much different personalities. I bet coming from you. But they're all me. Really? So they're all different versions. It's very humbling. They're all different versions of me. Mm -hmm. So my oldest, he's my laid back. He's 16, almost 17. Lord help me. He's my laid back, real chill, sarcastic. Like he's just real witty, just real quick with his little words and stuff like that. Keeps me on my toes. Then there's my middle child, and my daughter. Dancer. He what? He dances too, right? And he dances. He does dance. Um, he actually has a musical coming up this week. Really? That he's super excited about. Yeah. I've been banned technically, but I'm Dang. still going because I cut up. But, um, <laughs> um, and then there's my daughter who is my middle child. And I do believe that my daughter was a middle child before she was a middle child. She just, she just has always had this. Um, but she is my girl. She is my drama. She is my emotions. She is my, oh my God, mommy, look at the moon. Do you see the moon? <laughs> and then I'm the, oh my God, girl, hold on. We gotta get a picture, girl, take it. So she's, she's my earth, my nature, my drama. And then there's coming around the corner, a little four-year-old. And he is the textbook mama's boy. Like at four, at four, almost five. He will be five in two weeks. He'll be five in two weeks. And if I move, he moves just like that. Like if he, if I'm doing something, he's got to be like here, not here, mm -hmm. here. And then he's got to rub. Mommy, you're so beautiful. Oh, mommy, you're so amazing. Well, if you don't go to bed, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Why are you over here? So he's, he's my love bug, though. He's, he's the one that keeps me grounded. He's the one that is my reminder that when I'm having my rough days or I don't feel like I'm super adequate, he's always right there, literally, and physically and metaphorically and spiritually and all of the above to just remind me that, you know, it's okay. You're still doing a great job. And so you put the three of them together at any given time. Um, it's never a dull moment. It's never a dull moment. Um, but I'm thankful. I'm thankful because there were doctors that told me that I wasn't even supposed to have children. And so to be three children in the game is like, it goes back to why it means so much to me to make sure that I'm breaking generational curses. Mm -hmm. Because for three humans to be here that I'm responsible for, that I scientifically wasn't supposed to be able to have, they have to have a purpose. And so I'm responsible to make sure that they fulfill their purpose to the fullest. And that's, that's literally what, what I strive to do. And I strive to do it an example because I don't want to be the do as I say, not as I do person. Mm -hmm. My examples <laughs> do get a little gray sometimes, still a little human. Um, but I have a relationship with them where I can be like, well, you saw what I did, that was wrong. Don't do it like that because this is what happened to me and this is why you shouldn't do it. And some people will say, you know, well, that's a lot of transparency for a child. I love it. And my thought process is, no, you need to know that mommy is human. Absolutely. And I'm growing just like you. I've never had a 16-year-old before. 
I've, I've never, this is my first time raising a 12 year old girl before. This is my first time, this is my first time basically raising each of them at their ages. And so like I tell them, just like you're learning, I'm learning too. My son will say all the time, well, I didn't get that at when I was in sixth grade. I, hey, hey buddy, hey buddy, <laughs> hey buddy. I was still in the streets. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> I'm trying here because I had, I had him when I was, 21 I was 21 I had turned 21 and um I was still modeling and club promoting and coming in at all hours of the night You're like a girl I was I was the little sparkling I wasn't the sparkling girl I don't know if we had sparkling girls back then huh. that's showing my age so if I was out in the club well 21 I was still in school back in North Dang. Carolina but like what club would I have found you in Oh man, all through the underground. I wasn't here during the underground days. Oh underground. man. Underground, when I came to the underground, underground was, was lit back in the day. I used to hear about it all the time, and I couldn't wait to get and to the Vegas Nights. Vegas Nights and the underground. There was another one. Uh, shout out to Prophecy Entertainment, because we, we used to get down. We used to get down. Um, but yeah. I don't want to go back there. It was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot taking over for the 99 and the 2000. Um, <laughs> they were good times. There were times to be had, and we thankful that we had a praying grandmother. All right, amen. Okay, now. Move right along. Moving right along, because we've healed from that. <clears throat> However, you can catch the right song. Never mind. Anyway, moving on. Doom. Good times, though. Doom. Somebody. Doom. <laughs> good times, good times. <laughs> and that is why my son... <laughs> goes through some of the things that he goes through because he looks and he's like, you didn't do that. And I'm like, bro, I wasn't there. <laughs> my mom, my mom had you, son. I couldn't tell you. I was stepping over you trying to get to the bed without falling on you. That's, that was my life for his first four, five years of his life. My mom had him. Mm. So that's yeah. growth in itself. How do you reconnect? How did you reconnect him back to you? Because there's times where I've seen where uh, this never happened to me, but if your child is being raised by your mom, in a sense, mm -hmm. essentially that child calls your mom mom and does and does mm -hmm. in your in your situation. Mm -hmm. How did you reconnect your son and disconnect him? Or if you said, you know what, I'm OK with him, with my mom being mom to him. Or did you say, you know what, I got to disconnect him from mom to grandmom and I'm mom. How was, how was that for you if you did that or what did you do? I think, well, first off, I'm not sure if I ever really completely did. And it's a, it's a, it's a combination. So I spent a lot of years guilty mm -hmm. about the fact of not being there for him. And so I overcompensated a lot where I was trying to be this parent and I was trying to do these things and I was trying to figure it out. And um, there, there came a situation where things kind of really came to a head with me and my mom. And it, it ended up in a situation that wasn't the most pleasant for either one of us. Um, but I also, looking back, as painful as it was, it allowed boundaries to be built. Mm. Um, I had to let go of that guilt because at the same time, although my mom had him, 
in my mind, I felt like that was the best place for him to be. I knew that I wasn't, I was still at that time chasing after his dad and trying to not be a statistic and not be a baby mama and work things out with him. And I didn't want my baby in the hood. So, you know, you stay here. Mama's going to go in the hood and try to work things out with your daddy. Um, so part of me was like, I did what I thought was the best and the safest for my child. So there was that. Then when it came time to get him, if you will, um, there was that constant battle because my mom was like, you know, well, you need to do it this way. And I had to kind of decide, well, was I going to do it this way or was I going to do it my way? Mm -hmm. And then, well, if I do it my way, was well, my <laughs> way the right way? Because I haven't been a parent. Sure. So how does it work? You know, even in, in switching things over into the natural and doing, you know, natural foods and, and taking away, you know, certain processed foods and things like that out of his diet, that became a battle, you know, with my mom because it's like, well, you grew up on those things. You ate beef. You ate pork. And you, you turned out just this. fine. Exactly. But did I? <laughs> but did I? Right. You know, so even down to the foods, it became a battle. Um, but like I said, fast forward, we had the situation and um, – it took a minute for us to bounce back from that one because I already had a relationship that was like this with my mother. And then two, he was like this with my mother um, and still is. He still very much is because even after that situation and the boundaries were built today, I am thankful for their relationship because when he feels like he can't talk to me or when he feels like he, you know, whatever wall we hit from time to time, because he's a teen and it is what it is. Um, he has her. And, and I, can, I can be somewhere and hear him on the phone. Who are you talking to? Just talking to Mimi. Oh, okay, go ahead. And they can be on the phone for hours, giggling and just, just chopping it up. I'm appreciative of that relationship, but yeah. I had to grow <clears throat> and I had to heal. And a lot of it was my own guilt for not having my child. Um, but in all honesty, knowing what I know now, I would have done it the same way because because I was in the club, because I was out, because I was in the hood and in extended stays and living out of my car. And um, that was no place for my baby to be. So I don't regret that part. Um, it goes back to, again, when we said, parents were just doing the best with what we knew. I was fresh parent and wasn't sure if I even was trying to be a parent. So I was trying to navigate around that. Um, so I think that I made the best decision that I could at that time. And then you grow from there. It's a really refreshing episode. Yes. You are a true healer. Um, Thank you. And I say that because what you went through is something I've never gone through. Mm -hmm. But the passion, the courage, and just the, the way you presented the story felt good yeah like a good cup of tea <laughs> see what i did there get y'all some tea the link's right here <laughs> get right there there right there yep <laughs> like it was refreshing like a nice hot cup of tea 
like Sage's Brew. Sage's Brew is a really refreshing cup of tea. Sage's Brew. It's good on the website. Hands of Sage. Dot com. You done? Maybe. Okay. All right. So, uh, <laughs> forgot where I was about to go. It was refreshing. Very refreshing, yes. Hot tea. Like hot tea. Hot tea. On Sunday morning. Easy like Sunday morning. Uh, <laughs> This is why I don't bring my friends on the podcast. Exactly why. Never get be good quality. serious. Good quality. No, but I think, you know, guys, one, I have to make a disclaimer. I'm going to start with this disclaimer. This is not a substitute for, not a substitute for therapy, guys. Ooh, no. It's not. Ooh, no, child. Um, find a therapist. There's two websites I'm going to shout out. Therapyforblackgirls.com, therapyforblackmen.org. And there's another website I'm going to shout out, but I can't shout it out just yet. Because we're still working on some things. But I say all that to say that these stories that people are sharing are personal moments because I want you to know that what you're going through is something you don't have to go through alone. And what you're going through is something that you probably have not. It's something probably somebody's already experienced mm -hmm. already before. Nothing mm -hmm. is new under the sun. I say it again. We live in a very vanity world where things are just straight up vanity. Mm -hmm. That's all. So thank you for sharing thank you for being thank vulnerable for having transparent loving and kind Ooh. so we're gonna do a quick episode uh sponsorship real quick commercial and why don't you close this out with something very bomb some of those uh, bars that you got if you got any left so i can tweet them that's a lot i don't know well, think about it under this episode this commercial real quick okay can i can i say one more thing no go ahead okay can i also as i was showing my shirt can I also just say that this was Prince on Prince on Purpose 21 on Instagram, just saying. Cause she ain't sponsored this episode. I know, but she might. I need some money now. You need, I need affiliate. Run it back. Mm -hmm. She did this thing. Yeah, there's one okay. little dread that's just hanging. It's Hazel. It's Baby Hazel. Okay, so real quick story, because everybody says that. Baby Hazel, 2019 was a really good year for me, and I wanted to lock that energy. And so I decided that I did not want to commit to a whole lock? head. I did not want to commit to a whole head of locks yet. So baby Hazel, Hazel was my great grandmother. Yeah, my great grandmother, amazing sure. woman, super spunky. And so um, Hazel is my hair. My hair is natural up under this situation, but it's just one. And this is baby Hazel and she holds all my good energy. Okay. So up under that toupee is one lock. It's not a toupee. I know. It's a wig though, but it's not a toupee. It's one lock. Up under here is a fro accompanied by one lock. So where is one lock? Like where is on your head? Where is it It's at? literally right here. It's like a rat tail but moved over. Huh. So it sits in the corner, which is why it's always out. It's purpose. She's always out on purpose. I love it. So she just sits off to the side. And she does her thing. Hangs out. Okay, well. I get that question often, so, you know. I think I'd ask. Somebody's like, what is this thing hanging from her neck? So I think I'd ask. Let people know. I, but I love it because <clears throat> people be like, hey, sis, you forgot one of your locks. You got You forgot to tuck that. And I'd be like, it's oh, no. It's only one. <laughs> it's supposed to be. That's all it is. She belongs. It's like, all right, well, this episode is sponsored by the Emboldened Institute. It's the only space that I know that sends out daily messages of hope and encouragement. Listen, if you are a person who loves affirmations, Sign up. Are you talking about text list? I'm totally on your text list. Word totally. up. So, like swimwear. 
Bet. So if you like affirmation, text me the word affirmation to 404-476-6780. That's 404-476-6780. I send out daily affirmations seven days a week, 365, 365, right? 365, 365 days, days a, a week. And if you just need a little bit of, of encouragement throughout your week and you say, you know what, I don't want an affirmation, I just need some encouragement. Text me the word heal to that same number, 404-476-6780. And I send out seven days a week, message of encouragement, Texting live, I respond back to. If you want to talk, you want to chat it up real quick, need a little clarity, need some coaching, hit me up. I got you. Listen, we don't have to go through this healing journey alone because I know what it's like to try to heal on your own. I've been there. It's a deep, dark, ugly place. But when you have somebody like Madam CJ Walker now playing, Madam he Healing Walker. Gang, gang. Gang, gang. Bang, bang. <laughs> you got someone like this to walk the journey with you, it's a lot easier because what happens is you become a lot vulnerable, a lot transparent, a lot more open, and that's what I want to create a space where it's safe for people to say, you know what, vulnerability is sexy, vulnerability is cool because what I realize when I become vulnerable, my life has shifted and changed for the better. So listen, text me 404-476-6780. Affirmation, if you want people got to add an S to everything, affirmations, I got you, and heal to that number. Tanisha. Yes. Close us out. I don't know why I got so hype. But I just Once did. again, this is Tanika Deshaun, your favorite hero's favorite hero. No. Um, close us out. So, yeah. Hi. Bye. Thanks for coming. Uh, thanks for having me. You can find new ones, but they won't be me. It's fine. Um, this is your reminder to take back your health, be responsible for your health, whether that be mental, physical, or emotional, be responsible. Um, I will never say that doctors do not have a place. However, always look for a second, third, fourth, and fifth opinion. Um, I also, for anyone that needs it, hurt that lives in your heart, allow today to be the eviction notice. Mm. Let's heal in 2022, y'all. Let's get it. I had to go tweet that. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that he tweets for like the next 24 hours is mine. I don't care. I don't I care. I'm air for mine. three weeks, so then I got to go back. So, so y'all know. Okay, so I was ghostwriting. I've been ghostwriting all this time, just so y'all know. Okay? All right, I'm available for that, too. Just saying. Just a little side hustle. I'll be the voice in your head for $5.99. Get off my podcast. Can you put the website right here again? I like that. Tanika, <laughs> get off the podcast. You have got to go. I love you, BFF. I love you too. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming the second time the around. The second time. Because I know you had a nice little journey. And for that, I'm going to treat you to some ramen. Oh, all right, then, y'all. We'll holler at y'all. <laughs> Peace. Gang, gang. We out, y'all. It's another episode. Peace. <laughs>